Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's poppin', Rick? What's up, what's up? Uh, today we have the Thursday night preview show, so we're back at it. Last week was Thanksgiving. We previewed a lot of crap, a lot of a lot of football, uh, but we're back to one game, back to one game, normal normal schedule till the end of the year, pretty much until like Christmas, really. And then you're gonna get like seven games all at different times, and I'm gonna be confused as crap. <laughs> yep. But Thursday night preview should be interesting for the rest of the season. Um, before we jump into that, check out our website, fantasygmies.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications, like, comment down below any questions you may have. Uh, last week was was fun for football. Um, I think Brick and I both picked the 49ers for the game on Thursday night and got it correct. Oh, wow. Look at that. So you are now eleven and one, kid. Yeah, I don't. I'm eight and four. I feel like that's bound suck, to. Uh, but I to like switch. to take these risks. Hey, I took the no risk in week one that got it started. Oh, against the Lions. I took the Lions. You took the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, dumb people do dumb things sometimes. <laughs> no, that wasn't a dumb pick. I think it was just. Yeah. A little bit of luck on my part on that one. Yeah, shooting the dock. You just wanted to root for the Lions. You wanted yeah. to root for Jameer Gibbs to get no carries. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back at it. Week 13. Uh, we're kicking off the breakdown of Week 13 content here um, with the Seahawks at the Dallas Cowboys. So the Seahawks travel on the road to get a, in a much-needed game. I think they're they have a winning record, correct? Do th- yeah. I think they're six and five. Okay, uh, this is a very big game for them. Yeah. Um, are six and five? Yep. They got to win it in order to, uh, you know, keep themselves in that playoff contention. Um, obviously, they still would be if they lose, but uh, this would this would help along the way. Um, Dallas, very good football team. Uh, the over under is forty six and a half points. You taking the over or the under, Rick? What do you think? Forty six and a half. Yes, sir. That's a tough one. Mm, I'll take the over. Okay. Seahawks are usually under, though. Yeah, I'll, use, I'll take the under. Okay. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, that's because like 40 and 45 and a half is a lot. And Seattle doesn't. 46, is it 46 and a half 46 or 45? And a half. Sorry, I said 45 and a half by accident. 46 and a half is a lot. It is a lot. Um, the Cowboys have just been like putting up 30 points a week, though. That is true. So. All the, all the, all, yeah, I'll take the over. I'm leaning the under now, so I think that's a good line. Yeah, well, I think Seattle can score more than 16, though. Ah, maybe I'll take the under. But 20, 24, 21. Let's do the under. Let's do the under. I'll change my mind, too, for the third time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In five seconds. Um, Anyway, yeah, so Seattle at Dallas should be an interesting game. Um, Let's go into the road team to start and break down some of these positional matchups that we got um, and start with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, 
Last week, you know, obviously, you know, Seattle was on Thursday night football um, going up against the 49ers. And yep. the 49ers won uh, pretty handedly, correct? Uh, was that close? I can't remember. No, I think. Uh, I don't think it was close. Hmm. But anyway, um, Gino sucked. So. 31 to 13. Yeah, Gino Gino did not have a good game for fantasy uh production against the 49ers this week against Dallas. Doesn't get any easier. So if you have Gino and you were contemplating a good old start, I'd say no. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I would Gino's pretty much not a start to me rest of the season except maybe week uh fifteen against Philly. Um, I did want to pull up the, you know, so people who are, are tempted to start Gino just to watch him. Uh, that's always a thing on Thursday night football game. San Francisco, I mean, um, not San Francisco. Dallas gives up uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 15 points a game to the quarterback position. Gino has been underperforming average statistics. So this could be a brutal game for him uh, in terms of fantasy points, which means that you shouldn't be starting him. Um. All right, let's move to the running back position. You have a split seas. Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, Charbonnet, I would say, is, you know, he has had good fantasy performances without uh, Kenneth, with and without Kenneth Walker in the game. But against Dallas, I'd sit Charbonnet. Um, if, Kenneth Wa- if Kenneth Walker, let's, let's say one of these guys is the feature back. Kenneth Walker comes back, he's going to be the feature back. Or Zach Charbonnet. Uh, if he ends up being the number one back, if Kenneth Walker is out, do you want to start either one of these guys individually if they're the only guy in the backfield getting the opportunity? Not really, because they're matchups. But I think you pro- if Walker comes back, you probably are starting him. Are you not? Yeah, I mean, he's been producing like that. Yeah, I I think Walker's you probably start, but you don't feel good about it. And then Charbonnet. If he's by himself, you could start him if you need to, but I wouldn't, again, I have Zach <laughs> don't feel good about that one either. Oh. Right. Charbonnet, like, well, he got like 10 points against the 49ers, right? Yeah. Yeah, so if he's by himself and Walker misses another week, then mm-hmm. I would probably expect about 10 points. So if you're, if that's what you need, you just need a plug-and-play at running back or flex, whatever, yeah. 10 points, fine, then do it. But if you think you can get more than that, don't do it. Yeah, Dallas gets 15.1, gives up 15.1 fantasy points per game to the running back position, which is one of the toughest matchups. But if Kenneth Walker really is the only guy besides DJ Dallas who gets opportunity, you know, it might be, okay. I mean, uh, Zach Charbonnet, I should say, not Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, then it might be okay to play him, like Rick said. Yep. But Walker, I think, is just a go no matter what, despite schedule. He kind of, he's like the, he's like the, uh, yeah, he's like the Mike Evans of the running back position. These tough games that make it, you though. feel bad. You're like, ah, crap. That's not good, but he might still do well. So um, it is Thursday night football. We'll see. But I, I just don't – yeah, I don't think it's going to be a great game for either one of these guys, even if you start them. So yeah. buyer beware. Um, wide receiver position, you got Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and DK Metcalf. Rick yelled at me for not mentioning Smith and Jigba's name. So I, I brought him up this time. Outscored Tyler Lockett by 0.1 fancy point. How many how many points was that? Six point one. Sweet. All right. So Met- Lockett had six, and Metcalf had six point two. 
Oh my god, dude. That's <laughs> actually hilarious. Metcalf had 6.2, JSN had 6.1, and Tyler Lockett had 6. So very bad game against the 49ers for all of them, which is kind of what we talked about. Dallas don't get any easier. What are you doing with any one of these three guys? Um, I'm not starting any of them except maybe Metcalf. Yeah, I agree. I think Metcalf has the explosive upside to have like a 20-point yeah. game. Whereas right. I, I And Lockett might have that. I don't think and, and Metcalf still gets nine targets. Like he only had three catches for thirty yards, but he had nine targets. Like he still gets the targets. Mm-hmm. Lockett had five targets, and then JSN only had three targets. But JSN also had a one-handed, yeah. ridiculous catch. Um, so Dallas gives up twenty-two points. about the same. Dallas gives up twenty-two point eight to the wide receiver position. So, um, a tough matchup. Very tough yeah. matchup for three guys. Like you might get another split of eight, six to eight points a game. The only guy I'd be willing to start is Metcalf. Yeah. I would say. Totally agree. Uh, at the tight end position, there's Noah Font, and um, he is basically worthless. Funds. At least, yeah. Uh, so nobody at the tight end position for Seattle. A lot of uh, exciting Seahawks players, huh? Yeah. 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 They're just so like uh, there's no there's no guy on the team that's truly matchup proof. Yeah, they're just mid. Besides, maybe like Metcalf. Oh, like even... Gino came back down to earth this year. Yeah, Gino came back down to earth. So, I mean, he's still good. He's still better than old Gino. That's for sure. He is better than old Gino, but he's not like last year. He was literally statistically a top like sixth or seventh quarterback in the NFL. Not even just statistically, dude. But like he looked like one too. He's just throwing dots. Yeah, he was. Um, anyway, all right, let's talk about the uh, quarterback position for the Dallas Cowboys and shift to Dallas. Seattle, a little bit. Uh, they're not the easiest matchup for for um, for teams, but they certainly aren't tough. Uh, so at the quarterback position, um, Seattle is right in the middle of the pack, giving up 16 points per game. Uh, they rank 15th easiest matchup, so... Like, middle of the pack for them at the quarterback position. Obviously, you have Dak Prescott. Prescott's been cooking lately. Um, he's obviously a go. What are your expectations for Thursday night football for Dak? I'm going to say he's been on such a tear that I think – I'm not going to say he slows down this week, but I don't – like, he's coming off, what, a 32-point game for yeah. a four-point touchdown? Yeah, 32-something. Yeah, 36 in our league. Oh. Uh, yeah, so 32, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So against Seattle, I'd say I'm expecting about 20 fantasy points. Okay. Which is still Yeah, a start. I would agree. I do like tend to be leery, you know, um, of Thursday night football. So, yeah. uh, you know, it might not be the, you know, he might not exceed his projected output. Um, yeah, two touchdowns for like 200. 200- 40 yards or something like that, I could see. Yeah, yeah. So he'll, but he'll be all right. He'll be all right for the game because it's a, it's a mediocre matchup. Just don't anticipate him getting 40. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Tony Pollard. We're back from out of space. Oh. Yeah, so Pollard comes back. Now he's had a couple of weeks here where he's been okay. Uh, he had 18 against Carolina, finally getting a touchdown, and then he scores another touchdown the following week and gets 22, getting 76% of the snaps. He so, really uh, looks like, because I'm looking at his season. Yep. When he plays a good matchup, outside of the Giants game, he's done good. Yep. When he has a bad matchup, he does bad. Yay! That's fun. 
He does have an easier stretch of games down the end of the season. He does. I just really can't do that Philly game in week 14 because I have him. Yep. Makes me, That's makes not going to be a fun one for you. But he, he's playing Seattle this week. Um, Seattle, 23 points a game to the running back position. Top four easy matchup. So, so let the Pollard wave. Come on, Pollard. I need those <laughs> fantasy points. Biggest week of my season, fella. Let Pollard wave right. Yeah, so he should be okay. Uh, for this game. But, you know, Dallas, dude, they just get in the red area and they're like, we don't know what to do. Throw it. Yeah. He did have another touchdown Wait, this week. Though. We're on the we're on the one yard line. Should we run it? No, no. Let Dak throw it four times. Here we go. Here we go. Set. That's annoying. I hate. I hate okay, this. here we go. I hate this football team. I'm not gonna lie. I can't stand watching them. I have to watch them every week because every season. Them, though, I like C. Lamb. I like Tony Pollard, and I hate everyone else. <laughs> I just hate the Cowboys. It's because Dak's the biggest like dink in the history of dinks. I just can't. I I I hate Mike McCarthy. I hate the Cowboys as a franchise. I hate Jerry Jones. I hate. I just hate every, everything about it. So yeah, but uh, Tony Pollard, good start this week. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Dallas Cowboys fans. They just got so triggered. They're like, oh, they hate everybody hates them. I'm so sorry. They're, they're, your stadium's your stadium's ginormous. Your football team is good right now, but how many Super Bowls you have? It's a good, it's a good thing when everyone hates you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, all right, let's talk about the wide receiver position. We have two guys that you probably can think about starting this week: CD Lamb and Brandon Cooks. Obviously, my dog CD is uh, a dude that you're probably gonna play the three. In all fantasy, I would, I would hope you're playing the wide receiver three in all fantasy. Yeah, uh, the Seahawks give up 29.2 fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position, so they're they're an easier matchup uh, for wide receivers. Uh, so, like if you if you have Brandon Cooks and you know you want to do it, mm-hmm. you need a flex. Mm-hmm. He's a shot play, but yeah. it is it. certainly a shot. Shot in the dark. You're thinking to get one or 15. Personally, I would not do it. If there's a time to do it, though, it's probably Seattle. Yeah, it's not bad, but he has a better next week's Philly. That's technically a better matchup. But uh, he only had one point against Philly last time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I would do it, but he's like. He's so up and down that he's yeah. No, up it's last. a it's a boom play. It's a it's. I don't have anyone else to start here, so I'm definitely a boom play. Yeah. Um. But C D Lamb spots twelve team league, and yeah. you have injuries in uh, bye weeks. C D Lamb should be a go, and I think it'll be a good game for him. For sure, if they target him, freaking he he. Ever since the bye week, he at worst gets nine targets, which so is good. Be fine. But sometimes Dak would rather target a the ball boy. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Uh, all right, the tight end position, the last position we'll talk about before we make our picks for this game. Um, Jake Ferguson has been out there running around, doing stuff maybe some weeks, some weeks not. Um, He's still 12, though. He had a stretch of games where he had, after the bye, 14, 22, 12, and then he dropped down to 6 and 4, um, and his snap percentages have kind of hovered around that 60 percent 60 65 to 70 percent rate um but his snap his target share has dropped significantly over the last three weeks so uh, i don't know if that continues to happen or he stays at three four targets or he goes back up to seven eight nine targets 
Um, but going up against Seattle this week, I, I don't want to take the risk and find out. So I would agree with you, but call it a hunch, call it a feeling. He's going to catch a touchdown. I'm feeling a touchdown this week from Jake Ferguson. I, I was getting the same feeling. You know, I had that kind of crazy parlay hunch, and I put it together on Thanksgiving, and I almost won uh, like 120 bucks on a $5 bet. The thing that didn't hit okay. was the Lions' money line, and they were a 10-point favorite. Oh, my God. But I had Sam Laporta touchdown. Oh, so I had that was Jaden supposed Reed to be the touchdown. easy thing. I had like another rain. I had Montgomery touchdown, and I had Jared Goff over 250 yards. All those hit, but my parlay lost because the Lions suck. A single tear my- sheds down my cheek. I lost all three of my parlays. So <laughs> I noticed randomly, I'm I'm like the only person in the world. I feel like when it comes to this, but I'm almost I'm better at DraftKings lineups than I am at parlays. Really? Yeah. I'm for some reason decent at DraftKings lineups. I haven't done one all year because they allowed sports betting. So all I do is the parlays, dude. I don't, I don't even touch. I haven't done I haven't done a lineup in a couple weeks, lineups. but I think I'm going to switch back to it because my parlays are or crap. I I I'm always like I hit three of the four or four of the five or like I just never get it completely it's because it's always risky one. I hit one parlay in my last like eight. Yeah, that's that's bad news. Um, yeah. Okay. Don't Who's... take betting advice from Rick. I've learned that today. <laughs> In my DraftKings lineups, though. Um, all right. So uh, Rick is 11-1 on the season, uh, picking Thursday night football games. Uh, I am 8-4. and four. This one yeah. should be interesting. Dallas should be the team that wins. That uh-huh. should be what, what happens. But who are you, who are you taking? Um, this is actually tough for me. I think the Seahawks need this game. It's a game they have to win. Yep. But I just don't see them winning it. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks. This is probably a bad decision. I'm going to end up 8-5, and five, but let's do it. I don't think it I, this is a game where Seattle is going to play very hard. Yeah. Because they, ha- they have San Francisco and Philly the two weeks after. This is truly a game where you're going to find out if Cowboys, the Cowboys are overrated. Because it's finally right. like a tough, tough match. It's like not a tough, tough matchup, but like one of those like sneaky, tough matchups where it's like, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, Seattle could come out with some stuff here. Seattle's like a nine win team. So, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. nine, maybe 10 win team. And Dal- Dallas just doesn't, uh, they, they can't find out how to win against, uh, against teams that have winning records. So, uh, here we go. Yeah. Thank God I have to listen to that on Thursday again. Um, all right. There you go. Any more thoughts on this game? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay, there you go. Thursday night preview in the books. We're glad to get to get this in your ears and in your brain in 19 minutes. There you go. Um, but anyway, we still have trade targets. We still have starts and sits coming up for later in the week. Your trade deadlines are here, so be sure to check those out. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.